2: All right, Elliot short parks right now. And, Elliot, I got to tell you, when the news first came out yesterday and I saw $179 million, I thought, uh-oh, how he messed up. He committed too much guaranteed. But then when you go inside the numbers and you see how they arrive at the cap numbers year by year, Elliot, to me, it feels like a miracle deal by the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, I, I, like,
0: I don't even think it's a stretch to say but when Howie Roseman makes the Hall of Fame, this contract deserves to be on his plaque. Like, just put it right there. Like, that's all people need to know about how good of a general manager this guy is. Like, when those numbers came out last night for the salary cap hits, I had to check it four or five times to make sure it wasn't a joke or I wasn't misunderstanding it. Like, I, I've been following the salary cap really closely. I'd say for like 10 years, my time covering the team. I was absolutely floored at those salary cap numbers. I mean, it completely removes the conversation about the impact of having a franchise quarterback on your salary cap. Like, we spent weeks talking about this, months talking about it, and now it doesn't even matter. I mean, he's the 267th highest-paid salary cap in the NFL next year. There's a chance on this contract he'll never be in the top 100 salary cap hits for the next four years. So, it is, I mean, it's remarkable work. That's really all you So, can let say me about. just,
2: I Elliot, mean, I'm just curious... Help me understand, why don't other teams do this? Is it the player's not good enough to get the signing bonus money, the guaranteed money that offsets the low cap? (laughs) Like, why isn't this then done more? So it's a couple things. One,
0: I think that because we've seen it for so many years, we just assume it's something that every team knows about. But I'm telling you, like, I go to these league events, there's a lot of incompetency in front offices in the NFL, right? So you would think that we would look and go, wow, you can just do it like this. So this is how everybody should do it. There are just teams that, that don't do it. I mean, the Giants four or five years ago were still joking about using computers in the front office, right? So there's just – there's not the, the same level of, of, you know, quality people in the front office. But, but the other part of it is – and you've mentioned this this morning, and I think it's absolutely true – the Eagles have an owner that is willing to cut big checks. Like a big part of Howie Roseman's ability to do what he does is that Jeffrey Lurie cuts big checks and that allows them to stretch this out over a number of years. I mean, you know, obviously this contract is going to have an impact on a lot of things around the league, but one, if you look to Cincinnati with Joe Burrow, there is a question whether that owner will pay for him with the, with the Eagles, Howie Roseman never has to worry about that. So I, so I think that that's a big part of it.
1: Who should be happier with the deal, the Eagles or Jalen Hurts? I mean, look, Jalen Hurts <laughs>
0: made a million dollars last year and now he's going to make, you know, 180 million. So it's hard for me to say anybody but him should be happier, but I think the Eagles should should be just as happy. You know, this, you know, when the deal first came out yesterday, my initial reaction was it was a pretty standard contract, right? Like he didn't get over 200 million guaranteed. He didn't get 57 million year like it was a pretty standard franchise quarterback contract but also my thought was look it's not a good thing for the franchise you don't want to pay a, a person you know 50 times what you were paying them last year but with these salary cap hits and I can't stress it enough it's almost like the contract doesn't even matter like he's on the books he's a franchise quarterback but for the next four years he'll have basically I mean his cap hit in four years is 31 million Darius Slay's cap hit this year was gonna be twenty seven million. And we never talked about how having Darius Slay on the books impacts your chances of winning, right? So I mean, it's really both. Like as much as negotiations, you want to think one person gets the better of it, Jalen gets all his money and the Eagles get their franchise quarterback without having to deal with the ramifications of paying a franchise quarterback.
1: Joe's thing is he doesn't trust the no trade clause. He doesn't feel good. Let's well, not trust. About the I don't no I don't love clause. it. Yeah. Right. Why should Joe like the no trade clause?
0: (laughs) So I I guess I would say to Joe to try to ease your concern is the chances of this ever actually impacting anything are extremely slim. Like they're not moving on from him for three years, no matter what I would say. Like, even if they completely, the salary cap wise, they just can't do it. Right. It's a five year deal in five years or six years. from Now he's a free agent. So. The chances of it ever actually coming to fruition of them wanting to trade him and him refusing to be traded are extremely slim. I mean, let's think about when Carson got traded, right? When Carson got traded, he didn't have a no-trade clause, but he forced his way to Indianapolis. Like, that's the only place he was going to go. The Bears were interested, but he wasn't going to go to Chicago. So ultimately, and Let me while- just
2: ask the question, is that because Carson threw his agent tells the other teams, if you trade for my client, he will come there unhappily? Is that the basic theory?
0: Yes, and this happens all over sports. You see it in the NBA more so. yes. But absolutely, right? When you are a franchise quarterback and you have a powerful agent, you can dictate where you go to to almost almost a full degree, right? So so ultimately, if Jalen continues to be the player he is, or, or even slightly worse, if it comes to a point where they want to trade him, he will dictate where he goes anyway because the amount of money that, that he'll be making. So the no trade clause I think is a nice tip of the cap. I think it's a nice thing and a nice gesture, but I would say the chances of it ever, of us ever actually, you know, doing a show and talking about this as a negative, I would say are extremely slim. All right.
2: So I think it's slim. I don't think it's extremely slim, Elliot. Let, let me just paint this picture for you. Five years in the NFL is a long time. I mean, a long, long time. Mm-hmm. There's an incredible amount. I mean, think about just your tenure covering the Eagles or prior Obviously, growing up, there's so many twists and turns. And it's hard to know what's going to happen in two years, let alone four years. I just don't think it's as slim as you're painting it. I mean, I've seen Randall get benched. I've seen Donovan get benched. I've seen Vic get benched. I've seen Carson get benched. I'm just saying, I, I've i seen a lot. But, and five years is a, is a big commitment for a no-trade clause.
0: So, I agree that five years is a really long time in the end
2: right i mean it just is think
0: about how much has changed in the last five years with this franchise alone
2: correct but it's
0: it's not a no cut clause like they can still move on from him he's not tied to the roster for six years yes they would have to take a salary cap hit but you're taking that hit if you trade him anyway right so ultimately with the no trade clause what it really gives it 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 gives the it gives the impression that jalen controls where he goes but the reality is he was going to have that control anyway
2: so I, interesting. I think that, Yeah. Okay. Very interesting. Yeah. Ellie, let me yeah. ask you this one. Cause this also went through my head yesterday and I, I'm just curious what the answer to this is. It's the, it's the God forbid question, but I'll ask it anyway. God forbid he gets injured in the first game of a five-year deal mm-hmm. and it can't play again. Like what, what happens when, when a guy has been given $179 million guaranteed, what would happen in football if he suffered a career ending injury in year one?
0: Like, and he had to retire, you're talking about? Yeah, essentially.
2: Like, I worried about that with Bryce Harper with the Phils, 13 years. But, you know, in in baseball, the the organization's going to offset it with an insurance policy, and it's not a salary cap league, so that's different. This is a salary cap league. Like, what happens if Jalen suffers the Byron Evans injury where his career ends in one play? What happens? Yeah, so it's funny. I would say I took about
0: 25 minutes and prepared with numbers for this interview. I never in a million years thought you would ask what happens if he gets a career-ending injury in the first quarter of the first game. I mean, I will say, like, again, God forbid, like, if he has to retire, you know, midway through next year, or he suffers a, a Like really, Terrell, really Like
2: Terrell Davis. Terrell Davis had that injury. He limped through, like, another year. He just he, he stunk after that. He couldn't do it anymore. Right. Yeah. So – if if he retires right then i, I pr- i'm pretty sure that
0: the league in this instance i think there's exemptions you can apply for but i do think that it's almost being treated like being cut because i know there's still dead money on the books for uh brandon brooks who did retire mm-hmm. um now obviously i think in this situation with this ex- extreme level of it you know I, I i would think that something would happen but you know ultimately to your point like if Jalen tears his ACL in week one next year and, and he's never the same player, like, yes, that, that is the risk in doing this. But this is why the salary cap hits matter so much because you could, and I'm not even kidding, you could almost just have Jalen on the salary for three years at these salary cap hits and really not even feel it, like, and have him not play, like, and still be able to build a competitive roster. So even if Jalen were to injure himself in week one, miss three years and then play in the fourth year, if he could come back and be just competent, like that's really when it matters. Like that's how low these hits are. So if that's what you're worrying about, Joe, that in the no trade clause, I would, I would you know, advise <laughs> you to relax a little All bit.
1: Right. How <laughs> long do you expect Jalen will be the highest paid uh, player in the NFL? I-, I don't know a month, like, you know,
0: something like that. I mean, I-, I also think, and why, you know, did, why did like-
1: this happen now? And, and were they holding this? Were they sitting on this, or it was was there a breakthrough that finally occurred yesterday? Mm-hmm. And does it uh, does this really impact the, pro- the progress for guys like Joe Burrow and Lamar and everyone else?
0: Well, it's interesting. When you look at Joe Burrow, I mean, you know, we could debate back and forth who's a better player, but I think we would all have to accept the reality is probably 32 out of 32 GMs would take Joe Burrow. So I, I think that he will have now – this is his floor, right? Like, he's not going to take less than – 180 million he's not going to take less than the 51 million per year mm-hmm. i will say in terms of Jalen being the highest paid player in the nfl it is a nice you know thing to say and it is a nice like narrative for when they put out the press release of the of the uh the contract right in reality that 51 million a year is based off money that he might never see right so so the 51 million is kind of a fictional number but when, when joe burrow you know justin herbert and lamar jackson like, when they negotiate their deals now, like, they'll look at this and this is, this is the new floor. Yeah. I don't think Lamar is going to get more. I don't think Herbert's going to get more. But I do think Burrow will probably end up getting more than what Jalen did. Mm-hmm.
2: Elliot, let's, let's bring this down to a personal level for a sec, because all the numbers are good and well for salary cap talk for, as fans. But you know Jalen Hurts on a level that we don't. Uh, you didn't mm-hmm. have access to him in 2020 with the pandemic. It was a different deal with reporters covering players. But you have had that access the last couple of years. What do you make of it for him on a personal level and just knowing him and and just the story to bring him to this point after an incredible five years of ups and some really big downs? Yeah, I, I mean, I think to me, like getting to
0: know Jalen over the last few years as much as I can. I mean, he is a quiet guy, I'll yep. be completely honest. But I do think there's always been a part of him, when I watch him speak at the podium, when you talk to him in the locker room, like I do think there is a part of him that is Does feel slighted. Like, I think sometimes up at the podium, he does a thing like, you know, who cares what people think? And I think there's truth to that. But when you're in the spotlight for this long and you so many times are told, Alabama, you're not good enough. Coming out of Oklahoma, right? You have a great year. You don't win the Heisman. You are drafted in the second round. I mean, they made him be a wildcat quarterback the first year, right? Jalen has done almost nothing but succeed everywhere he's gone, and he's continually had the rug pulled out from under him, right? So I think on a personal level for Jalen, this is a massive moment, right? This is obviously the money is what it is. But what it also is, it's like five or six years of being told he wasn't good enough and now having the, you know, at the biggest level, the highest level, being told all that work paid off and he made it. And I'd also say from a personal level that while this is about football and that's why he got paid, the Eagles are a billion-dollar business, and they've made him the face of that. And I think they're, they're, there's a lot of, like, value in that for them. They, they can send him to any organization in the city, any school, any library, and he can tell a story of perseverance and have it be completely true and completely authentic. So I think this is a win for Jalen, but then also for the Eagles on a very personal it's good. level.
2: It's good stuff. Elliot, final thing. Do you think Carson texted him a congratulations last night? <laughs>
0: I kid you not, within an hour of the deal, I thought of that, of whether or not he did. I think there's almost no shot. No shot. And I think if he did, I don't even know. If, I'm sure Jalen would respond, but he might just hit one of those, like, thumbs-up-like <laughs> thing, you know? Like, not a real <laughs> response. Just one of those fake ones. Yeah.
2: And maybe he calls him number two. I was two. Now I'm one. <laughs> thanks, two. Yeah, All right, yeah. Elliot. Uh, thanks, buddy. Good stuff, man. It's been a, a lot of twists and turns with this deal. It finally happened. And, and we'll talk to you about the rest of the season. obviously, next time. Look, drafts in nine days. And we got a lot to discuss. Thank you, Elliot. Sounds good, Doc. All right, bud.